Well, hello. It's time for another episode of Drew Drogi's Minor Revelations. Oh, boy. Couple things. So many things. No things at all. I don't know. Okay, first of all, I have to report something. I uh, I don't know why I'm screaming at you. I'm so sorry. I'd like to come to you with, with calmer tones um, normally. Um, I have sort of publicly made fun of this place, Chili John's, uh, nearby where we record the studio because it's this dirty white building that just has in cursive letters, Chili John's, and all these like phrases like, come in and eat while it's hot. And it just looks insane. And I've mentioned it before and we kind of laughed about it. And then somebody else came on the show. I think Steve Agee came on the show and said, I've actually eaten there and it's amazing. I ate there and it is incredible. If you want really good chili beef chicken. I promise you they're not paying me to say this. It's so good. And they have homemade cold lemon pie that's like truly homemade. It's the best pie. So, and it's in Burbank. So if you're in Burbank, don't be deterred by the dirty white building because you will go in and it's an old diner and it's and it's like the you know you walk in and it's like out of time um and i had like you put like vinegar and sour cream and all kinds of peppers in your chili and you can get chicken or beef or veggie chili and when i was in there uh, um a homeless guy came in and they they gave him a bowl of chili for free cuz they just are human beings and they're like here you take it and the homeless guy was trying to pay with a handful of coins and was like please let me pay and so they finally they you know they they let him pay a little bit but i thought that was just so amazing that they they were just like here eat where you know it, it was it was uh, very human, and then I think oh, it was also very human to let him pay a little bit and to to say yes, you can you can we can have that transaction, and you know. So anyway, across the board, I can't recommend Chili John's enough. Do it. Go in. Eat while it's hot. Um, ten. Oh no no. Okay, I was ten. Thirty years ago. That's how math works. Thirty years ago, I saw my very first R-rated movie in the theater. I was ten years old, and that movie was A Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three: Dream Warriors. I can't believe it came out thirty years ago, around this time. I want to say this week or last week or very recently. That movie's thirty years old. Um, I was obsessed with Freddy Krueger as a kid. I talk about him a lot. He was my favorite freak. He was maybe my first crush. I thought Freddy was terrifying and and. Oh, and sexy and hilarious and everything all rolled up in one. Um, I loved the first Nightmare on Elm Street film. I, I think to this day it's one of the best horror films ever made. Um, a part two is the gayest movie you'll ever see, gayer than anything at Outfest this year. Check, check out part two. It's not very good. The problem with part two is that they had no idea what the franchise was. I was such a nerd, and I've always said I'm, I'm more of a nerd than I am gay. So as much as it has a lot of very overt um, uh, with a gay leather daddy coach and with the scream queen being a boy uh, who uh, later became openly gay uh, out actor Mark Patton and there's so much to be said um, and that uh, you know lots of people have written about how gay part part two is um, 
I love part three because part three, aside from it being my first R-rated movie and that feeling like this is such a rite of passage, part three really understood what Freddy Krueger was and who he was and what the franchise was going to be. Um, and they'd had some time. It was three years after the original came out. Um, it also starred Patricia Arquette in her first role, and I was fascinated by her. She plays a character named named Kristen, and uh, she's later played by, um, in part four, that role is played by a, a girl named Tuesday Night. That's her name, Tuesday Night, with a K. Um, but I remember the opening credits where Patricia Arquette is dumping raw coffee into her Diet Coke. She takes a spoonful of raw coffee grounds and swills it down with a Diet Coke. And I, I, and I was just in it. I was like, this is the best movie ever. What's going to happen? It was genuinely terrifying. There's a moment early in the movie where she goes to the house and there's a pig sitting on a plate with an apple in its mouth and it growls at her. And I was like, I have never been more scared in my life. Um... She had a really horrible, cokey 80s mom that always threw the dinner parties and who was always just like going, Kristen, and so mad at her. Um, And it was about these kids who all had to go to this dream center and they all had these dreams about Freddie, but they were all troubled kids. And I mean, um, Jennifer Rubin played this character. Of course, I know her. It's Jennifer Rubin. And she was also in a great movie called Bad Dreams that I love about a cult. She's the one girl that escaped a cult. If you haven't seen Bad Dreams, it's also from late 80s. It's a great movie. Um, But Jennifer Rubin played a girl named Taryn and she was addicted to heroin. And I remember seeing heroin for the first time and it's in and Freddy Krueger instead of knives he had heroin needles that's how he killed her spoiler alert and she had these suckers in her arm that were like little mouths and they were sucking for the heroin but and I guess to make it like more fun and cool and not make it to be real heroin the heroin was blue it was like Windex. So when I was a kid, I thought heroin was blue because of Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, Dream Warriors. And I remember when police officers came to our school, why would they do that? Why would police officers come to school, elementary schools, with a suitcase full of drugs to show you what drugs look like? And all it did was make me want everything in that suitcase. I was like, oh, I want to try that, and I want that. And they had heroin in a suitcase. And I was like, that's not heroin. It's not blue. Um, and I got into it with a, with a police officer. Um, and I, I I was right, and I still think I'm right to this day because the heroin that went into Jennifer Rubin's arms looked like Windex. Um, there was also this girl named uh, character named Jennifer, and she was like addicted to TV, and she put cigarettes out in her arm just to like stay awake because she didn't want to be visited by Freddy. And I watched this like, oh yeah, that's what you do to stay awake: put a cigarette out in your arm, or you know, um, you know, because coffee and diet coke is n- no longer any good. Um, and Jennifer is watching Dick Cavett and Zsa Zsa Gabor, who are listed in the opening credits of this movie. I love the 80s so much that in Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, they're going to be like, featuring Dick Cavett and Zsa Zsa Gabor. Like, they're going to give them credit in the movie. She's watching them on TV and then, of course, falls asleep. Cigarettes aren't even enough to keep her awake. And Freddie comes out of the TV and, of course, grabs her and screams, welcome to primetime, bitch, and throws her head into the TV. Uh, and that's how she dies. And they assume it was suicide, that she jumped up high. The TV's hanging suspended from the ceiling and she jumps up and threw her head into the television. 
There was also this kid named Joey, and he was in a wheelchair, and he was so hot. And I was always like way into Joey, and he makes it into part four. Uh, not long into part four, but he does make it into part four, as does the black guy who was hothead, and his name was Kincaid. I love the white kids are like, Joey, Jennifer, Taryn, and then they have to name the black guy Kincaid. Um, you know, but he was like really funny and great, and he also makes it into part four. Um, there was also um, the nun who, who you find out later is a Amanda Kruger, who's Freddie's mother, and she's topless in one scene, and she talks about getting gang raped into becoming Freddie. I watched all of this in the theater when I was ten, and I was like, "Yeah, this is this is this is the truth. This is everything I need." Um, Heather Langenkamp, of course, who was who was Nancy in the original part one, comes back in part three, and um, as does her as does John Saxon, who played her dad, and he's an alcoholic. All of this is happening in this movie, um, and uh, it is. The greatest movie ever. So if you haven't seen Dream Warriors and I haven't spoiled the whole thing for you, um, check it out and get ready for Freddy. Hi guys! Hey man, Hello. how are you? Great Good. now. I'm sitting here with my friends Matt Bronger and Leslie Ann Huff. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hello. Hello. Hi. We are in a very special setup today because mm-hmm. the, um, the the studio is banging here at Farrell, um, and there's just things happening all the time. I know. What am I doing? Why am I saying it like no, that? Like, d- don't doubt I'm, yourself. I, I, I the studio is it was wild and crazy, <laughs> but there's something happening in studio. So we're sitting in this amazing like gentleman's lounge. I feel with, like we should be smoking cigars. I know. Something. It's yeah. like we're on these like leather chairs, mm-hmm. and and uh, there's a there's a full bar behind us. It's it's 11 a.m. So we'll get started. That soon, shortly, the, and then there's um there's a cooler with Red Bulls and 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 water and all that stuff. There's a stand with pop oh. chips and pretzels. Do you guys see that over there? This is all it. in front of us. I'm not making these things up, you guys. And then because the movie Anomalisa, did you guys know this? The movie Anomalisa was recorded here, filmed here, whatever you call it. The Charlie Kaufman. So there are a bunch of these. And it was I one of my favorite movies. Of that dioramas. Year. Yeah, it's dioramas. Yes. Oh my god, it's devastating. Yeah. It was. I saw that movie. I was like, "That's that's me on many levels." Uh, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> no, I, I I went real deep with it. I got real deep with it, and I don't and I don't like cartoons, but I love that movie. And there, the other, the real life models that were in that movie are sitting around us. Wow. The characters from Anomalisa and these like and, you know and the the one of the sets, one the of the elevator. Sets, and, the ele- yeah, yeah, it's everywhere around us. Isn't that great? And now I have to go see the movie. The most important thing. Oh, it's it's wonderful. It's great. Did you, did you like? Um, I mean, it's you know Charlie Kaufman. So it's right. all so of this it's stuff. Be great. It's wonderful. It's so funny and dark, and and beautiful. And oh boy, the ending packs. Yeah. Don't say. Well, to do like a stop motion film and to just make it about loneliness. Right. I know. And make it about kind of genius. I mean, it was so I was like, I was really. And you couldn't tell that story with real people Mm -mm. the way they told that story. Yeah. You you had. So that's the other genius of that movie is that you had you have to see it in this way. Mm. Um, And and, and it's it's really, really great. But the most interesting thing I think about what we're doing is we're we're holding (laughs) these microphones that are. They look like cherry um, ice cream cones. They yeah. do. Like a big <laughs> scoop. They're really they they're delicious looking. Mm-hmm. They're very eighties. You were mm-hmm. saying earlier, Matt. 
Uh, like we're introducing uh, acts on solid gold. Right, solid right, exactly. gold. <laughs> or like putting on the hits. Yeah, putting yeah, exactly. on hits. There were so many of those shows, like growing up, it was like, there were, and, and it was always like these way too perky guests mm-hmm. that would say things like, things are banging over at Feral. <laughs> they would That's say why things like. I was like joyful that. when you said that. <laughs> and. Um, but it's also like Mr. Microphone. Did you guys have Mr. Microphone? I I think not. I know what you mean now. I thought that was like a toy. I mean, a show, but it's a toy, right? It's a it's toy. Just a yes. Oh, and it then was it's hooked thing. up to a little. It was yes. uh, like radio type yes, thing, and you exactly. could walk around announcing. Things. Yes, and yes. you could go, and you could. It was before karaoke, and mm-hmm. you would plug it in, and then you could like sing along to songs holding a microphone, very much like this. But did yes. it come with karaoke tapes, like? Sans the words, or you had to sing along to just. The I don't songs. remember. I don't think so. I think it was a real lame product. I think it was just like. I think it was just, it's just like having a microphone put that in you your could buy in a tapes, store. Buy your own tapes, put them in, and pretend yeah. to sing with them. It doesn't make noise. Yeah, it doesn't do anything. You could do it with a regular radio, but why? <laughs> but why? Have some more cocaine. It's the eighties. Just pretend you're a star. You're, you're, you've got it. You win. Do you do that though, where you watch stuff? Do like cocaine 80s? and pretend I'm a star. Do you do that Every stuff? Day. Do you guys chopping line? <laughs> This is, I mean, this table is amazing. This table is a great Coke table. Um, CD case. Not that I've done it. No. Uh, is, do, you, do you watch like media from the 80s, like movies and TV shows and go, oh, that's that's a cocaine idea. That's oh, how that oh absolutely. Mm-hmm. I haven't done enough cocaine to know. Well, but, 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 Did you but, see the halo? On I was going to say, <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah. Judge Leslie Ann yeah, walked yeah. in the <laughs> chambers. Um, no, but there's so read many a lot things. Yeah. Sure. A lot of research. Just read things. Internet research. Um. <laughs> There were so many things. Well, first of all, like friends of mine who were like to talk about like being in the industry in the eighties was that it was just so open. Mm-hmm. I have a friend that was in um, that was in one of the uh, Friday the Thirteenth movies in the eighties, and he said they would shoot all hours of the night, and they would get tired, and so I'm really tired. They go, "We'll do a bump," and they would just hand them cocaine, Whoa. and it was just kind of what you did. Mm-hmm. So sure. it was just so standard that it wasn't even it wasn't even behind closed doors. It was just <laughs> like, "Oh, that's just what we did." And we knew it was bad, but whatever, keep going. It's Hollywood, and yeah. you know. And, but there, you know, I, I definitely think of, um, movies like the apple. Have you ever seen the movie? Oh yeah. That was just bags of cocaine. That's gotta be a cocaine idea. And and if you haven't seen the apple after you see Anomalisa (laughs) and feel really bad or, or lonely, watch the apple. It will will make you feel so good about yourself. So good. So connected. (laughs) It's a musical. Did you, do you know what Matt? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And it's set in 1994, but it came out in 1980 and Mm -hmm. the future of 1994 is just glorious. Well, accurate. If only. exactly what it turned out to be like. Didn't Orion studios make that because they think you're right. yeah, because they were Golan the ones Globus and all they this put out all the all the the muscle and bullet movies yep, from like yep. Rambo 2 on yep. that, that are full on you know I would say I would arguably Apple would be like um you know, like your your gay male uh-huh. or yep. straight female cocaine yes I think Rambo 2 and on would be your straight male, straight cocaine. male cocaine where you Absolutely. just are killing people this is how I right. yeah, exactly, yeah. Exactly. Like crush my enemies you know just very yeah. and I as know. a kid loved all of those all of those Rambo um, um, commando you love commando um, um, what was the one the um, oh god there was the 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 karate movies not I mean obviously karate kid of course but that wasn't that's not the same kind of movie at all but the um what were the movies that well, were you got like, like you got Bloodsport, Bloodsport, like Jean Claude Van Kickboxer, yep. yes. you know that's, yep. that's that's the same thing. That kind of nihilistic, like this this irredeemable uh, group of villains. Oh my they god, they deserve a kick to the face. Oh, it's just and they're all ter- you know. I remember there were like there were some movies just called Ninja, right? Like Ninja. There were like a lot of Ninja movies. Okay. American <laughs> Ninja. Okay. Um, I remember one called Ninja Three that I really liked in the eighties, yes. and I don't remember why <laughs> the, I liked that, Ninja Three. I think 3. was Spider Ryan too, and it was uh, uh-huh. it was had a British actor. 
with a mustache that had like a dubbed voice or something. Oh, wow. yes, please. Yes. yes Maybe it might have been Swedish. So I just saw a documentary about it that was like, oh that's why the that movie was so weird. Yeah. It was the dubbing. Yeah, that's why the white guy who was dubbed. You know, wow. it's like typically oh. you see Asian actors doing martial arts and then they turn around and, right. and they sure. do, you know, what are you doing in my room? Like right. this, you know, very uh, European or American type voice. Kind of I thing. remember the years opposite. ago, one of my early jobs, I've had so many weirdo mm. jobs in this this town, um, but we, a bunch of Groundlings uh, people were hired to go in for Roger Corman and oh, dub wow. over voices on, on we did, um, like a Lady Beastmaster movie. And then Ooh. we did another one called The Keeper of Time. Uh-huh. And it was just one of these like really bad, like Lord of the Rings wannabe movies. But it was like, it was, it was um, European actors who learned English phonetically. So it Jesus. didn't sound at all right. And we had to match voices to their, to their voices. And they got all Groundlings people to they do got it. Groundlings to turn into people a comedy. And they got, and, and, and they were like, because they got us all for like, like, I don't know, we got like $80 for like seven weeks of work or something terrible. That adds up. And uh, you know what I mean? It's great. <laughs> it was worth it. It was an opportunity. And, um, but we all, there were like seven of us and we did every voice in the entire movie. Oh, that must have been wow. fun. It was though. so much fun. And then I'm sure if you watch the movie now you're like is it so funny (laughs) (laughs) like unintentionally but i remember we'd have to do like they would learn they would be like we have prepared a bath for you (laughs) and you had to be like we have prepared a bath for you yeah like like, like, you keep the same tempo tempo. you're you're playing the character that has a couple thoughts in his head at the same time and you're just like i have to pick up sonia at nine exactly you know (laughs) i have to order the pizza for my kid and and you're like "Uh, oh and there's also you know like you're in the middle of a sentence and you get distracted like well when you're a timekeeper or or the keeper of time You really have a lot on your mind. A lot going on. The wheels are always <laughs> the turning. Keeper of time, which is the just wheels a watch. of the clock. It's just a watch. That's, just, that's all a keeper of time is. <laughs> we all are. We wear watches, <laughs> we and we are now keepers of time. Um, but I would love to find those movies now and be like, oh my god, I can't believe. I don't remember who all did it with me, but it was like one of those things that we were. Oh, and we got really. We took it really seriously. Like sure. who, you know, you know, as you do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Private rehearsal Private, sessions. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Ho- Lots of trust yeah. falls. And <laughs> you hire a coach. <laughs> 100 bucks an hour. I'm sure we blew did. Yeah, whole, blew our whole you watch. You spent $20 to, <laughs> to do yeah. this job. You paid to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like so many things, went, you know, I did pay to do like uh, ultimately, oh, like, you yes. know, like, like, and I remember being like, it was such a great opportunity. Yes. Oh, lots yeah. of exposure. You, mm-hmm. cause you never know. Yeah. That's what my parents <laughs> always tell me, well, you never know. Yeah. You never that. know who will see you. You never know who will be there in yeah. the audience. Uh-huh. You just never know just what never opportunities know. Yeah. lie around the corner. Yeah. Like, <laughs> will you ever understand it's how like this buying works? buying a lottery ticket you don't ever you do have a chance but and, it's like yeah. one in a trillion and right. I love that like it's a, it, I mean you know and, and obviously that there's part of that reality that has to be why we got into this sure is that we we're just like we love the fantasy of like you know we love the stories of like someone was discovered and that's the right. thing right. but really like we we never know sure but slash we do know yeah but like hard work and and yeah. just pr- b- people you you know and doing doing the job is what gets you the sure not and like, that that yeah. fantasy of somebody yeah. being in the audience and then calling you up the next day and going you're a star please be yeah, exactly. in my films and <laughs> yeah. join Hollywood have a- sign here and, yeah, it's, exactly. and it's it's almost like I I've kind of come to the point where like w- like would you want that. 
Would you no. want that, that rocket right. to the moon no. where all of a sudden you're thrust in the public eye where literally everyone that sees you on this magazine cover is like, who the F is this? I know, I know. I hate I, them. I know. I hate oh. them because they haven't been vetted by me. You know, because that's how the yeah, public sure. is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's kind of like, I, I just, I don't know well, and if, if that would be worth it. it. It's the, the sad thing for the people who get thrust in that way. I mean, I always, I go back to that poor um, Susan Boyle woman. Like oh, that yeah. woman from, oh. from that small village, uh, you know, mm-hmm. in Scotland, yeah. I'm going to say. Uh, yeah. And like she's this incredible voice when she sang "I Dreamed a Dream" on that talent sure. show, and you know we like lifted her up, and then it was like next thing you know she'd had like plastic surgery and she's right. on a red carpet, weird and, makeup, and, and just yeah. a and, sad and just smile dead inside. Yeah, and like, well, it, no, like she wasn't. Yeah, you know she she has talent. Uh, this business immediately ruined her because well, she and, hasn't. And she didn't why, know what to why do. Why she no. got enormous was was plainly kind of disgusting like Doug Stanhope had the best line about it or he has a joke called have you have you seen it and he's talking about like some circus freak thing or some uh-huh. amazing or some you know oh. even like discovering a buried angel kind of in the ground he's just like the ugly woman that could sing <laughs> yeah. I mean that's all it that's was all it that's all she's not ugly are. but you got to say that for the joke but it's like yes she was not as attractive right. as the as the, the women and men we have that sing right generally speaking that are stars and that's why everyone loved her and it's just like I know it is it is it is disgusting and it is like pornographic in a way that like when you're like we're we, you know, there was somebody just posted another a video of some woman without arms going on another show and and singing and playing piano with her feet, and it was a beautiful song. But it's like, you know, let's listen to the just the audio of this and enjoy the person's talent without going without like trotting out their disability and saying, mm-hmm. and on top of it all, you know, it's like right. we we've gotten to a point where we're like, we need this on top of this on top of this, yeah. And it is just a freak show. It is. Mm-hmm. No well, different and, and from going to not, Barnum and Bailey and just yeah. being like, look at the unicorn. Not to extrapolate something that like way too far, but it's it's almost like how when someone you love dies, you're crying for yourself oh, because yeah. you're gonna miss them. Sure, just like yeah. uh, when when you see someone like that, when you go, wow. You feel good about yourself. Oh, of course. Like, I Not just, me. you know, I am cool with you. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. I, it's all that's about a, their talent. That's a perfect yes answer. Because uh, someone listening to this right know. now is saying that, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. I, right. Like, like, Feeling I, good about themselves. No, with no, no awareness. Oh, oh, that's the whole thing. That's It's never ending yeah. when we get yeah. into that thing. No. And I love that. But it's like, but you're right. You're totally right. I had almost like the biggest LOL ever where I was kind of like writing about for, you know, Women's Appreciation Day, the ones you give to Planned Parenthood or whatever. And if you're a guy, Maybe think about being less of a shitbag. I'm less of a shitbag than I was, kind of thing. <laughs> and uh, uh, so like, uh, check in and, and make sure you're not a shitbag. And a 24 year old dude, it's perfect, retweeted and wrote, I don't have to ask myself that. Like, of course wow. you don't. Oh, no, you LOL, 24 year old dude. Yeah, exactly. Yes, you do. 24 yeah, years you, you of experience being like, You don't even know. At that age, you're like, I, look, <laughs> like, you're, if you're having to question. I treat chicks real good. Bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> real yeah. good. Greatest. One thing when you're just like, um, you know, I love it. I love it's so it good. So Sorry, much. I feel like I've. I've no, no, no. It's, it's no. wonderful. I spoke too much. I love all of this. It's really great. But we all, and it's like I, I have to, I have to check myself in times that I really want to say something really, you know, profound about racism around my friends of color, you know. And I'm like, Drew, you're being disgusting. You're, you're, right. you're basically like, and get out right now. You know what I mean? Like you're basically going, <laughs> yeah. stop it. Like stop being such yeah. a like. I'm a white with, with open mind, I'm very aware, very aware, and yeah. I'm very evolved, and I'm a very good person. Let me show you how cool I am. Yeah, so I feel exactly. About me. I know. About myself. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. And um, yeah. So anyway. Well, speaking of freak shows, I recently realized or found out they still have one 
in Venice Beach. Do you guys what? have you been there? They do. Yes, it is. So first of all, I went there this past weekend, and it was like being in a post-apocalyptic film because uh, it was. Uh, I have a. You mean <laughs> Venice Beach sound, itself? Venice sure. Beach. On yes. Yeah. Yes, and I'm 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 realize how I sound right now because I'm just like oh, oh my goodness, it was so terrible. <laughs> but uh, we went on a. Su- it was sunny here, like uh-huh. in you know uh, mainland, and when you some days when you go to the beach, it's like completely cloudy. Almost covered. always. So, I lived yeah. in Santa Monica for a year. The first year I lived here, I lived in Santa Monica, and I was like, I live by the beach. It was gray. All the time. time. Yeah, I lived and in Venice. It surprises my first year. me. Oh, okay. So you guys yeah. know, and mm-hmm. it surprises me every time. I'm mm-hmm. like, what a wonderful day to go to the beach. Anyway, so it already had that like cloudy vibe, mm-hmm. and then we're walking down the beach, and you know how it is down there. Like it's a free for all, which is fabulous. It's Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet. Precisely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. All of it. So I'm I'm basking in all this craziness, and then you hear this man on a microphone going like, "Step right up." I mean, pretty much. Wow. Step right up. Shows up about to begin everybody and come see the two-headed turtle and and my husband and I look over and there's literally a bearded woman oh wow just sitting outside checking her phone a man you know I, I'm not sure what this uh is but when people have like literally hair all over their face and okay. all over them well, yeah, I'm not I, sure I what that the word, is yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, there's yes. a guy there just standing taking tickets you know, um, it, it was like, what is this? And uh, it was a huge building with uh, like murals painted on it of all of the quote unquote freaks that you could go in and see. And wow. it was like, this is still a thing. That is My so... sweet husband was profoundly saddened by it. Yeah. It's like, look at her. Look, you know, the bearded woman sitting there. Texas, like, look at her. Yeah. What's. What's her life? What is this? And it was just so strange. That, like it's 2017, and that's still a thing. That we're just you know oddities, like yeah. human oddities. Yeah. And I think. I mean, I think it's pretty much on brand for Venice Beach, you know. Yeah. But yeah. like, yeah, that is. Well, and you know, although maybe not. I kept thinking like I thought Venice Beach. You know, there's like hippies here and like people who you know free love everywhere and mm. come down and and you know sell your wares or play your music oh, you and do whatever you want. Of, like judge people that live there, right? You know, that, yeah. You know. But there's also like for the tourists to go down. They I they guess. know to see the freaks at Venice Beach. They know that right. like the tattooed people will be there. Uh, they want to get a one stop shop heads and mm. and it is really it is a really strange thing. I had something so uh, last weekend. And it was a very odd experience for me because I was we were shooting a a comedy video like we were shooting like a um a a pilot um it was a proof of concept which you guys know what that is but for people it's like when someone has an idea and they like instead of when they're they're trying to pitch the idea for a TV show sometimes they need to like show it and be like sure. okay let's see what it looks like so we were just shooting this thing and I was um I was playing this uh, like gender queer character that was in a uh, pink wig kind of like our microphones that we're holding um <laughs> with with like lip gloss on but i and i was in a dress but i would but i was a, a man it was just sort of like i didn't want to identify male or female mm-hmm. and but that wasn't the joke of the character i was playing i was just playing this nightmare garbage person who was really mean to everybody and we were you know we were just shooting these things but i was walking around in like this like in public and the amount of people that would come up and were trying to sneak pictures of me. <gasps> and I oh. immediately wow. turned into this. And I'm like, I'm playing a, a crazy character to me. I get to take this wig off and this isn't right. how I live. This isn't my truth. However, there, there are, are people, people in this who, world yes. who live like this. And there are people who will just are be like, it? let's take a picture. Oh and they were God, doing, and I, I snapped and snapped at this one lady. And I, I hate that she was the last one to deal with it. And I said, are you at the fucking zoo? 
I said, what are you doing? I was like, I was like, and and she started babbling like, I'm in a photography class right now and and all this stuff. And they taught me to take it over my shoulder and pretend like I'm Exactly. It's a new technique. It's called the anti-selfie. So it's your photography class, you know, just bigotry and showing what freaks look like. And and I felt so like um you know humiliated and this one another lady came up and said i'm sorry you you look fabulous can i get a picture with you and i said absolutely oh, yeah. cuz you treated me like a human being sure you know and it's crazy to be like like i said it's not my reality it's not what yeah. i you know but i did have a moment of and what the greatest thing about you know, that does sound really gross and it sound like, you know, but about doing what we do is it does teach you empathy, uh, sure. you know, and it yeah, does literally teach you to be someone else's shoes. I'm literally wearing someone else's shoes and, and I'm going, I'm walking out in public and I was like, what if that is like, you know, oh, and I, I went and changed in the men's room and there was a group of people standing by the elevator and they were dying to get a picture of me in a dress walking into the men's room because I thought that would be so funny. And I was like, this is literally a problem that, that we're dealing with in our country. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, and I'm doing a, 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 you know, silly, glorious, whatever comedy yeah. video with, that's not our joke. It's not the joke that we're making. And it's, it's no. funny. You bring up like, like, uh, you know what we do and all this stuff, but pretty much everyone I know, I mean, including myself, we had to learn, like, let's, not take pictures of people we mm-hmm. don't know and post and make fun of them. Right. I don't. I don't do that. Exactly. You know. And for a while, I kind of did. And I'm like, this is screwed up. What yeah. am I doing? I'm. I'm. Right. I'm literally doing, point at the freak. Let's let's right. laugh at yeah. the freak. So, right. you know, even if someone is doing something they shouldn't be doing, that's where I, my thing would be. It would not be making fun of someone for how right. they looked. Of course. Well, yeah. If you saw someone but like being an asshole time. or or committing a crime or whatever, and right. you're like, I'm going to show you being a complete uh-huh, garbage person. Yeah. And then sure, that's fair. But that's but fair. not like but you know, I think, look but, how this person is trying to exist. But those people who are not. Uh, you know, doing what we do, and are there just to just to look, which is fine. Yeah, they're f- completely fine. Let's take a picture of this person to put on Facebook, and my whole family's gonna laugh. Right, because that's it's fine to laugh. Right, it's okay. Like you know, yeah. the best part of American Idol is when the people can't sing and they cry. Yep, I love it. We love those those first couple weeks. Bring on of the bad Hunger Games. Oh, yeah. Let's watch the war. It's the Hunger, Hunger Games. Games. Huh. <laughs> it is. It's true, and it's like this thing where we, you know, it's this, it's it's uh, it's the bully that we are as right. as a country and as a society of just like let's let's punch down, and we all can collectively laugh. Like we all, you know, um, are garbage bags, but we're not that weird. Yeah. We're not that right. You know, it makes up. you feel good about yourself. I know. Like yep. you're saying. I know. Yeah. Anyway, wow. we feel great about ourselves. We really solved we? all yeah, the problems. We really did. So woke. Yeah. Um, Send I want to hear DC. Oh, what did you say? Send this recording to DC. Exactly. Let it's, them oh, know. This is a direct line. <laughs> oh, this good. room. Yeah. This oh, is okay. a situation room. We're oh, going great. right into the, the White House because <laughs> yeah. they they really care what we Hello, think. Hello, Donald. Today. Hello. <laughs> What's up, Bannon? Hi, Kelly. He's not listening. He's watching yeah, TV. He's, he's so busy. He hasn't woken up. He's 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 eating eating you know well done steaks with Heinz ketchup on slab. So nineties with an iceberg lettuce salad Uh and a and a a tape scotch taped tie because he's you know classy classy. Mm. Um, I want to hear you guys. I was somebody um, tell me a story. Talk to me. Who wants to talk to me? I'll go first. Yeah, because I know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, because I heard on a recent episode of yours you talked about ghosts. Yes, and how much you love ghosts. Yeah, I think last week. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So I had my first actual contact or encounter with a ghost. Oh my god! I'm in my 30s and have never. I mean, I've heard stories that I believe. You know, I, I I definitely believe what other people have said, but I have never had this happen to me before. So, like, I'm getting tingly just talking about it it because it's like 
I just never thought, honestly, it would happen to me. But um, so I, um, I'm in Sunday Company at the Growlings, yes. and um, like 45 minutes out from a show, we're all, you know, there's that buzz. Everybody's doing work, and um, uh, somebody is sitting in a chair, and I come up behind her to uh, just tell her a little something that I was going to ask her to do. Someone in the Sunday Company. Somebody with in you. Sunday Company. So okay. I, I'm, I'm standing behind her chair, and I lean down over into her ear, and I, I'm telling her this thing, and I feel a tap on my opposite shoulder. And so I think, you know, we're all buzzing around. Right. And I think it's somebody, you know, maybe tapping me to go like, hey, could I borrow this thing? Or, you know, let's run lines. Or So I, I, I feel a tap and I turn and I, I literally say aloud like, yes. And nobody's there. And I find myself, I'm between the chair and an ironing board. Uh-huh. There's like no space for anybody to like right. reach over. I know exactly where you are, and it is incredibly awkward for someone to get behind you because you're right by you're right by the the one dressing room. Yes, little cutout exactly. area. Right, yeah. right, and yes. back behind me further is a hallway that leads out into the alleyway. Right. So you know, with mm-hmm. the buzz of the post show thing, I'm thinking somebody's messing with me. Somebody's you know playing a joke. So I'm like, who tapped me? Who is it that tapped me? And I'm like, somebody's messing with me. Excuse me. I'm going to go and take care of this situation. And I go up the ramp and into the alley. And there's three people standing there, all in the sending company. And they seem as if they've been standing there a while. And I'm like, which one of you tapped me? What are you guys doing? Who's tapping me? And they were like, what? What are you talking about? I'm like, how long have you been standing here? They've been standing and talking there for 10 minutes. They said nobody went up that ramp. But when I turned around, I saw a flash of somebody go around the corner. I saw a like middle-aged to older man in a Hawaiian shirt and shorts sneakily scamper off that hallway. And that's oh why I went God. up the hallway. Whoa. I'm a great storyteller because I miss pieces as I go. No, 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 uh, no, no, I no, no, wonderful. Words. I like that you ha- you saved it to that. <laughs> I really no, did. It, and my, th- you know, when it, you know, a-hole in me, I'm just like, could have been a muscle spasm. Exactly. You know, like, right. Oh, that's what like, I'm, I'm getting a lot of that. Then, but no, no, that's of what course, people are telling me. But then, However, it felt you know, like a know. Well, That's the other thing that I will say about when I, the ghost experience I've had. I'm like, this was not a normal situation. Like, I, this is a different thing from just like, oh, I felt a, I felt a, uh, you know, sometimes like your instinct when people tell stories yeah. about like, you know, you get a, you feel a tap on your shoulder and you look back and there's a snake there and then <laughs> there's like a weird instinct yeah. that takes over. Mm-hmm. That's not the same. It's like a no. thing where you're like, no, there was a. It felt like I was me. being pranked. Right. It felt like yeah. somebody was trying to like wow. mess with me, you know, and I mean, it's at the Groundlings Theater. So whichever ghost it was. It sounds I, like I, Phil I'm Hartman not, to me. <laughs> does it? Whoa. It could have been. I was trying to scramble my head of like, like who. Yeah. Well, you're not the first person oh. to point that out. <laughs> um, and there's lots of theories of who it was. But I, when I came back, also there's video of me freaking out, coming back, being like, who tapped me? Somebody has tapped me oh, wow. because I turned yeah. all tingly and red because that's never happened to me before. But I was certain I felt a tap, right. like a real tap. And um, so it turns out two other people, the gal I was trying to speak to uh-huh. and somebody sitting in you know that group of chairs right there right. also saw the same kind of a person go around that corner. One of them said, oh, it was like a patterned shirt. And, you know, one of them said it was like a guy with dark hair. So we kind of all saw the same person. I will also say that this does not match a description of anyone who was there that night. Yeah. Like anyone in the cast, anyone in the crew. I can't think of anybody in your cast. Nobody. No. Wow. And it hasn't happened to me again since. And I... Oddly feel like, I, I, obviously, I, <laughs> I was freaked out at the time. 
And the next couple of days, it was all I could think about. Uh-huh. And now that it's happened to me, I can't say, I, I don't want it to happen again. I'm gesturing to the <laughs> greater. <laughs> I don't want it to happen to me again necessarily, but I feel a sense of sort of like calm yeah, about that's, it. Yeah, that's how like I feel too. Like it kind oh, of yeah, like... Right, yeah gave me a sense of like, huh, okay, now that I've experienced it, first of all, it wasn't as scary as I thought. It's and not like, in the moment. And kind of now like, I know now. Like yeah. I know that that's real because I yeah. experienced it. And it makes me feel like... Makes you feel weirdly calm. Yeah, well, and I know a lot of people have. I, I and I wish I knew more like actual specific stories about ghosts at the Groundlings, but I know that people have felt that energy there before. Oh yeah. First of all, I will say this: I know for a fact, um, it, it, the internet has is never worse than any <laughs> and then in any third world country than it is at the Groundlings Theater. Like, the it, it's always dropping signals. There's always there's something energetically right. That's that's um that just it doesn't ever work and and like right. you know when you're trying to find you know it's, it's like i'm not always flowing there the electronics have the hardest time there every time i um you know i i run over there to like print out something because i'm you know i'm lazy and i um <laughs> haven't had telling. a working printer a printer's cost um, i mean like what 35 or 40 dollars i'm not spending spend it? i'm not a rich man i'm not no. spending that kind no. of gold what am i you're still stuck saving that roger corman voiceover money. i mean i said <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm always like running over to the groundlings to like, you know, sure. and every, they have such an issue with electronic, with any technology there. They do. They have always their systems down. They're not being able to communicate even from one part of the building to another. And I, and I'm always, and I've always kind of joked like it's built on an Indian burial ground <laughs> because it's like, what happened here? Yeah. That it just can't. And I know it's a group of artists that are yeah. trying to, that are running up. But well, no. I mean, they have a staff of well-equipped, experienced people. people who can I know. and yeah. are very able and it's, to put you know, together that been there that for 40 years, and it's like a thing where you're like, you would think, <gasps> I never but, put that together. But I wonder, I, I sort of have the thing where I'm like, I wonder if there is some sort of, there's just some sort of energy there that's, that is comforting and magical and wonderful that also yeah. like, that, yeah. that, you know, that's, that people who... Um, and I know, and in their forty years, they've I would say because you know it's a small group of people who have been in the groundlings relatively, given sure. how how many years it is. Um, there haven't been that many people actually uh, died in the ground who have you know. Sure. Um, well, you it's, I mean, more, I, I think you know. it's almost just the mischievous nature of 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 comedians and comedic performers. It's like when we get around each other, we have there's an electricity yep. and like mm -hmm. you know, I mean. Uh, the, 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 I know a guy who worked at uh, Chateau Marmont for like 15 years and they're the room where John Belushi died uh, kids have reported like he plays with kids like the kids just be like oh the funny man was making me laugh and not in a scary way right and like really no, young ones no yeah. and they're yeah. like and they're like oh you know and it's just kind of you know he was a kid John Belushi yeah. was a kid yeah he absolutely would, you know and like uh, I mean I, one of the places I work at is a comedy store and that's supposedly insane oh yeah 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 Ooh. but that's Ooh. probably because that. they used to kill people in the basement but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a comedy club and Mickey Cohen owned it but, oh um, yeah 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 different mm -hmm. story yeah. but I think I mean, <laughs> but didn't, that, that, didn't like somebody legendarily jumped, jump, off. jumped off the roof <gasps> yeah uh, the next that. door the hotel next door oh okay because I was say if you jumped off the comedy store you would not die you would die you'd break a leg maybe it's not that high embarrassingly injured feet Help! And the lamest like, call okay. for help. Oh God! Uh, God. Somebody call. We'll give you the Shore Saturday slot. We'll wheel you on the table. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that, that's, that's, that's kind of my. Yeah. It would like Phil Hartman was probably the most fun guy to be around ever. Yeah, you that's know what yeah. everybody said. So and he just... actually he physically built the theater too. I mean, he was a carpenter. Wow! wow. And he paid for his classes by building that stage. Get um, out of here! Yeah, and the theater's Jesus. named after him. I mean, right, you know, the, right. You know, and so that you know, and he obviously is 
you know, was universally loved. And um, also their stories of, you know, um, this is super dark, but it's what we do on the show. Mm, yes. he, uh, he and his wife, like horrible, horrible fights in the alley. Uh, oh, year, yes. Leading up to leading up to the murder and just just how it was like how everybody was you know worried for him and just that she was so mentally unstable and sure you know so um yeah you know and and but you know so you just wonder like if that is you know he goes it's his happy place also having lynn stewart always said this that because she you know lynn lynn stewart she's amazing Mm -hmm. she she was um best known she's charlie's mom and it's always sunny but she's best known as um Miss Yvonne from Peabody's Playhouse. So yes. she was in the Groundlings originally, and she was with, uh, um, all, like, a, a bunch of you know. And and I don't mean I don't mean to misquote her and say that she talked. Tra- she's the sweetest person ever, but she did say <laughs> that, that that Phil Hartman was the first person to mention the Groundlings on national TV. Like he, she was the first wow. person to say, "I came from the Groundlings," and a lot of other people, you know, that you would find out later. But, but uh-huh. she was he was so proud would, of that yeah. theater. And, um, and so, uh, you know, so it would make total sense if that's where his energy would go back. And I sure. do believe that people's energy goes somewhere. It has to, it has right? to it go has somewhere. To go, you know, yeah. and, it doesn't just disappear and, and become mm-hmm. nothing. And, um, so, uh, I, I find it kind of beautiful in a way that you kind of go, oh, good. We're not like, you're not, we're not alone yeah. in, in some way. Well, and it and makes like, sense that you had the, the legends of horrifying ghosts and like, you know, gothic environs mm-hmm. in, in 1800s mm-hmm. England. Cause that was a scary place. So you died horribly and didn't have a happy life and so yep. you're walking on rattling chains and yelling Ebenezer <laughs> sure you know in the modern age where we have therapy and, and appreciate comedy and things right, and right. Uh, you know treat women a little better than then just you know maybe there's some no, I don't have to I don't have to just a pinch of salt better um, yeah uh, you don't have to deal with that Drew. I don't deal with uh, that yeah, but like <laughs> exactly oh gay men cannot be misogynist oh, we, we oh, love oh, all, no. without a question of course yeah gay men Free love pass. yeah Hated always it. oh my god god some of the worst women are gay Amen. Anyway, go ahead. Oh yeah, no, no, no. But I mean, that's just kind of the the ghosts. Maybe not necessarily of now, but of kind of our scene would be happier ghosts. Yeah, you know, yeah. More, you know well, and it makes sense. That... And not, and not. Well, I guess what I'm saying, not scary ghosts. Right. Yeah. But I know. Um, Sam Pancake uh, was said one time that his, uh, his friend had a uh, just an annoying ghost, like in the oh, house. No. They were just like, irritating. Oh god! Like, it was just it like it just was like rattling. Like, it just sounded like just they were like in the kitchen. Just a little bit of milk. Yeah, and just being like, ah, oh, just annoying. Like you could feel like this oh. nagging. Energy, what happens like, when an annoying person oh. dies? Right. Yeah, it's just like just like needy, just needy, and just hey, like pay attention to me. Uh, what? Oh, that's cool. What you're talking about, but this guy was so mean to me at the mall. Like, Ew. Oh, shut I don't up. Know. So there's I like all different. You're not. You don't listen to anyone. You're so right. negative. It's all about you, ghost. I don't want to be like, oh, bring on the scary ghost. At least I'll get like, oh, at least yeah. I can, you know, deal with something. Oh, keeps knocking over pots and pans because he can't eat anymore. He's uh, jealous. Uh-huh, I'm just hungry. I want the flavors uh, in my mouth. Taste. <laughs> all of the food ends up in the trash. Like, I just got this. It's still I just all about want him. He's turning the channel. Uh, I love it. Um, Matt Bronger, do you have a story? Uh, yeah, it's or, it's, or, a, or it's, a revelation no, or an it's observation. Not as, as uplifting or uh, beautiful. Or oh, as death and go, as, you know. ghosts. Uh, as ghosts. But um, yeah, I, I just was I was racking my brain for something I haven't really talked about. I've mentioned this kind of to friends. Just that when I lived in Chicago, uh, uh, performing out of IO uh-huh. and, and the Annoyance, and then got getting into stand up. Oh, I didn't know you were um, the Annoyance. Yeah, I oh, started yeah. under Del Close before he died. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow, um, that's amazing. Yeah, it was great. Um, uh, and and anyway, 
you know, I was in the, I was in the, the, the quote unquote industry, meaning like the restaurant industry, like uh-huh. waiting tables. Uh, that, sure. that one, yes. that's the one I think mm-hmm. of whenever someone says industry, I'm just yeah. like, what do we care? There's you waiters hear, in the crowd. Like, plates oh, right. You're like, oh, shoes for cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever have shoes for cruise? Yeah. Those catalogs. I never wore for, them, yeah. but yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, so, but the big thing in Chicago is uh, street fairs and, you know, because it's, it's, only sunny three months of the year. Mm-hmm. So street fairs, people block off streets and everyone gets drunk and you listen to bands. And they're all very much similar, the same. They're a lot of fun. But my favorite was always Market Street Days, which is in Boys Town, mm-hmm. which is uh, the gay part of town. Mm-hmm. And uh, my and gay friends- And that's like north Yeah, it's, 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 it's basically Lakeview. Uh, it's okay. Basically like okay. Uh, Halstead. Uh, some of it is on Broadway. Okay. Um, and- <clears throat> Right around where the the Laugh Factory is now, they okay. used to be called the Lakeview. But just 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 north, or actually, I'm sorry, just east of where Io is, love like okay. like Wrigleyville and Wrigley Field. Okay, great. Um, and so I go I'd go every single year because it was the most fun. My gay friends would would they put me onto it, and then from then on, I would just go. Right. And I was kind of thinking about like it was this thing of this unabashed just love of fun. Of just getting drunk and hanging out with people that love fun, and part of me was kind of wondering, like, was I just pandering? You know, was I oh, kind of because uh, uh, I was uh, going through it? Because I would go, my friend Tony Williams, who still is the most handsome man I've ever known, he's an old friend of mine. I would insist he would go with me, <laughs> so he would go with me. And I remember we walk, we walk down the street, and there was this, there was this group of gay men, and one looked at him. And like Scarlett O'Hara fainted, oh, like, hand, stop it. like back of the hand to the yeah, forehead, like that's oh, a good move. And fell into his friends, and I was just like, I was like, you know, you just made a man faint, right? And he's like, shut up. And oh we're, my god! And, you, and, and we're walking, and my friend uh, Christy, who called herself Yummy, that's a long story, oh, was yummy. with us, wow. and we're going past. Um, you know this this uh, club called Sidetracks, which is the, mm-hmm. one of the biggest clubs there, and definitely a gay bar. Yeah, right? Oh yeah, for sure. It it's, it's, like show it. tune night is a of seller. Course. I had friends who bartended there who would make like five six hundred a night in the nineties, yep. and yeah, so nineties in the nineties. Now it's so like we go a night, but yeah, right now, <laughs> <laughs> now yeah. it's changed so, so much. Exactly. So yeah. there's men out now front. Now it's a Starbucks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's men out front, shirtless. You know, about a hundred of them dancing, and Yummy and I are going through the crowd, and Yummy is literally just rubbing her body against every man kind of thing like just come and get through and with this look of rapture in her face and I was like you know she should be here more than me because she's really enjoying this far more than me in a, in a kind of uh, creepy way but like um, and but but it was great and uh, I basically let me see, go through the see, I wrote a couple of okay do the fainting thing the uh, thing is, is amazing. I went and sat at the bar at this place called Roscoe's, which still is one of my favorite bars in, in Chicago. It's a uh-huh. great old gay bar. Uh-huh. And uh, we struck up a conversation with these guys. And I kind of had this attitude. This guy was just like, so, you, so you're straight, right? Like he called me out right away. I was like, uh-huh. He's like, well, why are you here? And I was like, I just love partying with the gays. Like I said that. <laughs> and it feels so pandering. Oh, yeah, yeah, and the guy yeah. was so sweet. He was just like, we do let our hair down, don't we? And uh-huh. I was just like, I was like, you do, man. You know, and I'm already uh-huh. half drunk. Uh-huh. And then I'm next to this guy who hasn't been privy to the conversation and he turns to me and he's just he, and he, check, he starts talking to me and he's just like how long have you been in Chicago and stuff and, he, and he's like oh four years like uh, oh you have a, bo- a boyfriend uh-huh. and I was like mm-mm nah and I didn't even think to go I'm not no right, I'm not gay right, right, right. Yeah, you know yeah, sure, and we're sure, talking sure. for a while and he goes and right. he just kind of leans on me and goes wow four years in Chicago no boyfriend what's up with that and I was like oh I have a girlfriend and just the look on his face of just fuck you. Uh, oh, he wasted Why am I talking three seconds to you? And I have on you. Like he's absolutely right. Right. Like what am I doing here? Well, that's better than immediately. I mean, it's mm-hmm. always it's always suspect to me when I when I 
when I meet a straight guy and they immediately tell me right, they have like a they girlfriend have or to. a wife. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, cool. I wasn't asking. Totally. Yeah. I didn't know, but they have to let you know. Yeah. Right. Just, you know. Do not hit and on me. And that's someone with, with, uh, that's got issues and of, you know, whether it's, well, you know, and, but. Well, and it just, I mean, I loved just the kind of, the pure joy. That you yeah. would, you wouldn't find you would sure. you would find at the straight street fairs when like you know the band would launch into you know hearts what about love or something or right. you know something right. like oh remember this when we were kids ah sure. oh, yeah it's like that all day at Market Street days yeah. I mean there's a guy with a bodybuilder body and a tattoo matching the same tattoo on both shoulders of a a, a demon kneeling with his wings out and a massive erection uh-huh. both shoulders uh-huh. and that guy's like hey you guys need That's any help let me know here ever. are some pamphlets uh right to your right right to your left he was like an info ask me anything guy right the boner shoulder guy oh my god wow. boner, shoulder. boner shoulder in case you missed it on the left yeah. it's right there on the right, uh, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just do not let anybody uh-huh. miss this tap and we wow. had we had this manager uh at my restaurant who was who was gay and and uh we were meeting his boyfriend there and his manager would routinely get just way too drunk way too fast uh-huh. and say stuff that you didn't want to hear you know, we're just like, you know, I have fake teeth so I can take them out. And mm-hmm. okay, okay, Frank. Great. Thank okay, you. Hello. great. Hello. Thanks, man. Yeah. It's 10 a.m. Disgusting. Uh, and so I finally met his uh, his boyfriend. His boyfriend, same thing. Just trash. Wow. Match made in heaven. Got in my, got in my like, <laughs> face and was like, immediately looked at me like I was like a prize horse. Like, mm. Like the whole thing of like taking me in. And he takes his hand and just runs his hand through my hair. Like uh, just to touch my hair. Uh-huh. So I had like real long, thick, curly hair at the time. Just whoop. Just like checking me out. I'm surprised he didn't ask to see my teeth. Well, uh, (laughs) well, that's the thing. Like, you know, you have to say that like on that level, like everyone's, you know, we're we're all kind of garbage in that sense. Oh, yeah. We are all we all have these these desires to. to Right. And and like, you know, like it's just like, first of all, I love it. I mean, I I go to Akbar all the time, which is Silver Lake. It's like my bar and they, they, they don't call themselves a gay bar. They call themselves a neighborhood bar and there's, mm-hmm. and especially on the weekends, it's very mixed and I think that's great about the, yeah, I, I love, love that vibe of the place because it's not so, um, but there are definitely times where it's like, you know, we, we, we have a, an aversion to the giant groups of bachelorette parties that come in and they are basically <laughs> like, let's go in and just yeah. get as drunk as we can. And the, and the gays will, will love us. Yeah. And the gays, and, and will, the like, gays will be so entertaining for it, us. Exactly. Because that's what they're there for. And it's the same thing about, about feeling they don't like get you're to at feel the sad. zoo. And you're at the mm-hmm. zoo again. It's like, yes, let's exactly. go and point at the gays, you know, and then we're going to be safe because none of these guys are going to try to take advantage of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we can just be around hot guys and whatever. And then this, yeah. this sort of idea. And we're like, we're just here to have a drink and catch up and be people together. Yeah, right. And if that's people. why you're here, Right. Absolutely. Let's Come enjoy along. each other without exactly. taking advantage and without and, and, without you know, diminishing. And, uh, Dave Holmes had the best line in his book about that as the 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 gay best friend is the eunuch. You know, yeah, it's mm-hmm. just like yeah. you don't what what you care about doesn't matter, right? Absolutely, yeah, I, because I see it this way, right? You just boys, 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 and that's all you care about. But in the meantime, help me find a dress, exactly. That's your job, exactly. And it's you that when it's a and it's a very strange thing where it's like we are sometimes you know. And first of all, like. You know, I, I, hey, it takes a village, hooray for everyone, but I don't, like, I don't have, I, I've had, you know, <laughs> I have lots of lady friends, of course. I have so many female <laughs> friends, but I don't have any, I've never had the fag hag. I've never had the friend who treated me like, come on, let's go shopping, Mary. And, you know, because I've never, I don't, really, I don't enjoy well, that relationship. That's not a friend. Yeah. So you, good, I mean, good for you to not fall not, into that archetype. I'm I not would imagine, a, a purse. I'm I not imagine a me, if I was a gay man, it would be very easy to fall in that just to feel needed. 
Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? sure. And then I know a lot of, and I, and I know a lot of people that really do. And it's a, it, but it, it can become very codependent because it is very much like, let's hide our need for true connection to right. someone and and, and we're and stay vulnerability staying it's very safe because we're mm-hmm. never gonna try to hook up we're always gonna be able to do th- you know we can get together we can you know you know do whatever we want together and it's not no one's gonna judge us and that's great yeah. if that's what if that's you know, legit and real if that's, that's legit great, and real and does... that's great but it is very strange when when um I've had uh women try to do that to me or when um you know or, or like you're saying, like you shouldn't feel weird, like going, like or, or pandering because yeah. you want to go to a gay bar because it's fun. It's like the same. It's like, it's like I wouldn't say like if 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 I wanted to go and worship at like an AME Zion church because it was it was where I was spiritually fulfilled. Huh. Then great, that's different than going. You know what would be Let's fun? Black that. church. Mm. You know, <laughs> that's so they, true. You know, it's the difference. Totally. It's yeah. like what? It's like it's authenticity. Let's go I think. See a really good that. analogy. It's like you know. So why would you? So it's like a thing where you're like, I, I think. Um, you know, I, I've never, I, you know, I mean, I don't hang out with gays that would like turn around and go, oh, there's straight people over there. Disgusting. Let's go, you know, <laughs> let's go hate on them. You know, I, I know that <laughs> you and your mean gays. Leslie. They're so fun. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's like, and it's a thing too, where, where, um, you know, I love that now, like we're, you know, we're, we're, we're slowly evolving towards a place where. You know, straight people can go into a predominantly gay space and still be straight and no one's questioning and they're not questioning themselves and they're not worried that anybody would think it's like we can tell it's like I can mm-hmm. tell you're yep. straight I can tell you're gay I can tell whoever you know and then there are people we're not we're not sure about and they might not be sure about themselves and that's that's a totally different thing sure but it's nice that like you know um straight guys could go into a gay bar and not feel like well if I go in there people will think I'm gay which is like yeah which is so like most people well, and, where they and, would be and, and it's like who gives a living crap nobody cares you can just nobody. tell someone you're not and they're not going to get mad generally right. speaking if i they, understand that guy getting mad cuz we talked for a little while he wasted time <laughs> well, he he's wasted. on the hunt you know what i'm saying <laughs> i get it i get it i had the same mentality at the time you know right uh, I know but like yeah. it's just uh yeah i i the, the thing i can i can give you like a microcosmic moment of what the, annoys me about my types uh well not my types but straight men uh, Your people. Why it's wrong. Yeah, my people, sometimes sadly, is uh, the great Oppressors, bar. I call you. Oppressors. Uh, we are the oppressors. <laughs> let's, not, let's not get it twisted. It's true. Um, there was a, there's a great bar in uh, New Orleans. I think it's called Applejack's. That's, uh-huh. uh, that's in the, you know, the, the east side of the French Quarter, which is the gay quarter, uh-huh. gay part of the quarter. So I had this great night where I was in a festival and I'd done my show. So I got myself a drink and just walked the streets and just hit some places. And I went in there to have a beer. And there's a drag show going on with like lip syncing and stuff. And I was like, oh, fantastic. There's Cher. There's Jody Watley. Let's do it. <laughs> so I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> the, at the two greats. Yeah, the two, <laughs> the two greats. And so I'm sitting there and there's a there's a, a glut of tourists that are in there. And they're yep. exactly there for the reason like the bachelorette party that you were talking about. And... Uh, uh, Jody Watley's rocking uh, Don't You Want Me you know mm-hmm. to the crowd and kind of starts coming into the crowd and like just kind of doing the thing where you put your hand on someone's shoulder and sing to them for a second and then you do a spin and go to someone else right. you know like mm-hmm. cabaret like, a, like a drag show exactly right. yeah. <laughs> thank you Yeah. Uh, and she puts her hand on this guy's shoulder and the guy's like shakes it off and is like looks at his friends and does the shake like a bug touched me yeah. stop it like, sir get fuck out you of man you get you out of here ways. you can't have it both ways yeah. Yeah. it's a Jackie Beat said for, you know after the election uh-huh. she, would ask, she would go on tour and she would, she would ask she's like who voted for Trump 
And, you know, and she's like, seriously, who voted for Trump? And she's like, if you did, you have to get out. You can't yeah. have it both ways. Yeah. You oh you're my voting, God. Good for her, You're voting man. against my human rights. You mm-hmm. can't come here to just laugh at the clown and say, look at this. And then look how disgusting oh, they are. Right. You have to embrace me and support me and, and see me as a human being. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, I'm working on a deeper level here than just coming out and painting my face to be like a, a, a freak for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're right. It's like that. That is the, 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 the thing where it's like, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, yeah. You know, check check your context of why you're coming to this thing. If you want to love and you know, and you're you're coming at a, a show with, you know, love and uh, support, then go and do it. Yes. But if you're there to gawk and mock, and then suddenly not want to participate, yeah, right, and then exactly. suddenly not oh, be it touched okay, me. With, Ooh, right? that it thing touched, touched me. me. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'll look at it from ten feet away, but please don't. It's like, <laughs> yeah. sir, no, no, mm-hmm. no. no, no. You deserve you you deserve. You know, um, to just stare at a bag of Doritos, right? And you know, go home and, and watch football. And yeah, exactly. Eat some Fritos. No art. Frito for pie. You. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you guys, we we are. I'm getting kicked out of this lounge, You're this gorgeous me. lounge. Yes. It feels like we just got here. I know. I know. So we have one. to wrap this up. I know exactly. We're going to start pounding. Yeah. Now liquor. we're going to go to the bar and, and doing pounding. coke all over the table. The next, yes. the next uh, edition of this. Promise me, you're going to make it like Hollywood Squares, and everyone gets like three cocktails. Oh my god, I love it. Like 1980s. Hollywood smoking and making really smoking. sexually inappropriate comments <laughs> yes. towards each other and yeah. in really weird hair pieces. And you should write, you should <laughs> get actual Paul Lynn's uh, uh, one liners and trade them. Yeah, and exactly. Like, you get this one, you get this one. Exactly. Great. Somebody has to shut that baby up. I'm going to fuck it. Oh my God, on the plane. Uh, on the plane. He was on a plane and the baby would stop screaming and he was <gasps> drunk. Somebody shut that baby up and go back there and fuck it. Oh my God. Paul yeah. Lind. Talk about a tortured homosexual <laughs> and, a, and, a, and an American legend. Yeah. Yeah. Paul and an icon. Yeah. And an icon. Well, usually it was like in the game of uh, Paul, in the game of billiards, uh, how many men are, uh, I fucked up the joke, how many how many balls are on the table? Depends on how many men are playing. <laughs> 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 that was it was always innuendo. See, uh, always, you know? always innuendo. With like a knowing look. Right. <laughs> and he was just like sweating and crying inside. Oh. Um, I love him. I love him dearly. Yeah. Love you, Paul. Um, thank you guys so much. I want to thank, thank Leslie you. and Huff and Matt Bronger. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. This, this so has fun. been another episode so of True Jogi's Minor Revelations. Thank you. And thank you. Thank you. Feral Audio.